there, and welcome to the Financial Fix-Up Podcast, where we learn to live well on our actual income. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley, and I'm so excited to share my experiences, practical tips and tricks, and much, much more as we aim for success in achieving our biggest goals without taking on that second job. Are you with me? If so, let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm Sarah, your host for the Lemon Blessings Financial Fix-Up Podcast, and I'm so happy to have you join me today for this second episode. Today, as part of learning to live well on our actual income, I'd like to take the time to talk about the steps we need to take to make our financial goals a reality. The truth of the matter is that if you want to make a change in your financial situation for the better, the best way to do so is to start with a budget. You can head out and look at some one-size-fits-all plans to get you started, but ultimately, creating a financial plan and then actually sticking to it comes down to five key things that I want to address today. Before I get started, though, I just wanted to showcase one of our listeners' responses from last week. Sharon emailed me and said, I love listening to podcasts when I'm at the gym, so I was thrilled to hear you were starting one as well. I've been an avid reader of your blog for many months now, and I always look forward to your practical strategies that motivate me to stick to my financial goals. Thank you so much for all of your advice. Well, thank you, Sharon. That's such a nice review, and I'm so happy to hear that you are finding information that is resonating with you. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast as well, go ahead and send me an email, leave a comment, or review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Trust me, I read each and every response, and I greatly appreciate them. Anyways, let's get into our topic for today on the reality of financial planning. Creating and maintaining a budget isn't an easy feat. The truth is that there are five steps that I believe all successful budgeters should take, no matter what their finances look like. Step number one, make a goal. It's not easy to make a decision to change your finances. Okay, so I might be wrong. The decision to do so might actually be the easy part. The issue comes a little while down the road when we recognize that it's harder than we expected. And suddenly, it looks like a better idea to simply give up and go back to the way things were. You've been there, right? Okay, perhaps it wasn't directly related to your finances. Maybe you started that diet, and after a couple of weeks, or hours, decided it really wasn't worth giving up that chocolate cake just to lose a few pounds. We all know what it looks like to want something better for ourselves, and yet really just not know how to achieve it without being really frustrated about it. And so we can't really get into the basics of family finances without first looking at why we even care about our finances to begin with. To do so we have to take a close look at our goals. If you're going to be successful at something that will require a sacrifice of you, it's imperative that you have goals. Sure, you might roll your eyes a little right now because of course you have goals, right? Trust me, I know exactly how you feel. A big turning point in my life and the life of my family was a simple question I was asked to answer. What were my personal and professional goals? If I'm honest, That one question changed the entire trajectory of our family life. Personal goals? I had personal goals, didn't I? Actually, though, after sitting down with a blank piece of paper, I realized I didn't even know what a personal goal was anymore. Sure, Justin and I had some family goals, 
mostly centered around making sure the girls graduated high school and, you know, other such things like that. But just me goals? None of them came to mind. In fact, there were a lot of sleepless nights involved as I wondered why it was so hard to decide on even one goal. Had I really become that dull? You might find yourself in the same situation, struggling to decide what, if any, goals you have, and I'd like to implore you not to get up from that table until you've written at least one thing on the paper. You have goals. Something matters to you in your future, so take the time to write it all down. If you want to, go ahead and pause this podcast right now and take the time to do so. You won't regret it. So, what does this have to do with our finances? Well, when you take a look back at that list of goals you've created, I think you'll recognize at least one theme. Most of your goals cannot come to fruition if you don't plan for the financial aspects of them. Think about it this way. If you want to retire early, you have to have money in a retirement account, right? If you want to travel the world with your kids, you have to have money to pay for your expenses and the cost of the travel. If you want to be debt-free by your 40th birthday, you have to make sacrifices to see it happen. If you want to purchase a home, you have to save for the down payment. If you want to be a stay-at-home parent, you have to be able to live on one income or have a side hustle. But both of those take financial planning. I could go on and on and on, but I'm hoping you get the picture. Goals are also good for motivation. Not only are they critical when it comes to deciding which areas of your finances need to be changed, but if they are important enough to you, they will keep you motivated when times get hard and you no longer want to refrain from spending that extra money on eating out. Trust me, I know that the initial excitement ultimately wears off and it gets hard. When you have a set goal and can remind yourself of it regularly, then you will be much more likely to stay on track. I do this with our financial goals by simply taping our goal to the front of my cash envelope system. We have our yearly goal written there, as well as the progress we've made so far in achieving it. Every time one of us goes to spend money, we can see exactly why we are making the decisions we are. It's motivating us to keep going, even when we prefer to go spend all we have on something we don't really need in the long term. Ultimately, that goal becomes your why. And it's something that we will be talking about a lot in future episodes. But for today, step one is to make a goal. Step two is to create action steps. This is a step in the process that is often overlooked, but it's so critical to the success of achieving whatever financial goal you've set. So if you've tuned out until now, it's time to bring it back to focus. If you're driving down the street, pay attention to the road, but also listen up. If you're walking, stop looking at everything around you, focus on walking in a straight line, and just listen up. A goal isn't worth anything if you don't actually take the steps necessary to achieve it. I'm going to repeat that. A goal isn't worth anything if you don't actually take the steps necessary to achieve it. An action step is simply just the step you are going to take to make it happen. If I want to lose 50 pounds, for instance, using a weight loss goal, then I'm going to have to go to the gym every day. I'm going to have to track my calories with my fitness app, and I'm going to weigh myself weekly. Those would be my action steps. 
Now, I could break it down even further to say that I need to meal plan weekly, cook meals at home, eliminate all sugar from my house, or whatever it might be that will get me, and I mean me, not someone else, to that end game. The problem with not creating those action steps is that you are much more likely to sit around and think about your goal rather than actually make progress toward it. I know this rings true for me. If I have a big goal that I'd like to achieve, but don't know how I'm going to achieve it, I'm so much more likely to just put it off, thinking it's going to be too hard for me to handle. The truth is that when I break it down into smaller, bite-sized increments, it's not so hard. In fact, it's easy to see progress made very quickly toward that thing that really matters to me. So we need to create those action steps. And in addition to those steps that we want to take, it's important that we determine exactly what might get in our way of completing that step. If I know that my action step is to get to the gym each day, I also know that it might be easy for me to plan over that time, to get busy or caught up in other things and then just put it off. Instead, I need to actually schedule out that time or activity so that I don't miss taking the step that gets me to my end goal. So once you've created your goal and your action steps, it's time for us to move on to step three, which is determine your timeline. This is one of those things that comes with mixed reviews. A lot of people aren't interested in having a timeline for achieving their goal because ultimately they don't want to disappoint themselves. Can I just give you some tough love right now? If you want to achieve a financial goal, you need a timeline. Without one, it's more likely you are going to put off those action steps or only proceed with a halfway mindset. You know what a halfway mindset is, right? It's the idea that you are only going to do just what feels good to you. You only have to do part of it, right? You're still moving in the right direction, but you're not really pushing yourself to do it really well. That's the halfway mindset. I see it in my preteen daughters as they maybe want to do their writing assignment, but they don't want to give it their all. They just want to check the boxes and get the assignment on paper, but they don't really want to do it to the best of their ability. That's that halfway mindset. But you know what? It's time for you to decide you're better than that because I know you are. In fact, decide that you will achieve that goal during a certain time frame and then do it. Actually do it. Of course, you want a reasonable time frame, but you need a time frame. And I know, I know, you might need to readjust in the future due to unexpected or emergency circumstances, but can we just say that those are the exception, not the norm? Don't you think you owe it to yourself and your family to pursue that financial outcome you've been dreaming of with all of the gusto you have? If you don't, then I'd just like to say it's obvious to me that the outcome doesn't mean as much to you as maybe you thought it did when you started. Let's decide that we can pursue our goals despite how hard it might be, despite that desire to just do it halfway, despite the potential disappointment we might have. Because here's the deal. Even if you fall short of your goal in the time frame that you've allotted yourself, you will still have made incredible progress towards that goal if you put out all of your effort toward it. So, Give yourself a time frame and then set out to achieve it. And that takes us to step four. So we've made our goal. We've created action steps. We've given ourselves a time frame. And now we need to press forward with accountability. The journey to achieve a financial goal can feel very isolated and lonely. 
which is why I believe it's so important to find some accountability in doing so. Sure, your spouse, kids, and parents can be great options, but I also recommend telling a close friend or finding a support group. You want to make sure it's someone that won't make you feel bad for the sacrifices you are making along the way, and also someone who will cheer on your progress when you make it. So pick carefully. Having accountability to yourself, your partner, and someone else will hopefully keep you on track toward your goal. If you prefer a support group, I know several online ones, but you may be able to find a local one as well. If you'd like to be part of my support group for people who are interested in achieving their goals, you can find the link in the show notes below as well. Don't let your financial journey be a lonely one. Everything is always better when you have someone cheering you on. It really is. Now, of course, you've got me cheering you on, but unless you're actually engaging with me on a regular basis, we can't really have a conversation about what you could do to maybe stay motivated this week or how you can stay on track when you are encountering somebody who wants you to go out to dinner and you don't have the money to do so. By having an accountability partner, you allow yourself somebody else to bounce ideas off so that you know how to respond to the situations that come into your lives. So, You've made the goal, set the action steps, determined your timeline, found accountability, and it's time for the final step to celebrate the progress you've made. Our family has been on this financial journey for quite a while now. Our final payoff date is somewhere in January 2023. So if we waited until that time frame to celebrate, we'd be burned out. Perhaps you can relate. That's why I believe it's so important to celebrate the smaller victories as you go along. Personally, every time we pay off a bill, we have an at-home movie night with popcorn and candy and one of the kids' favorite movies. The kids love it, and it's really kept us motivated as a family. In fact, when we go for a little while without paying something off, like we went for a couple months, the kids start getting interested in when the next payoff date might happen. That allows us to celebrate as a family and be excited for the progress and the sacrifice that we've made along the way. Whatever you decide, pick something you will do at certain success points of your own journey. It will keep morale up and help you stay motivated as you plug forward toward your final destination. The reality of starting a new financial plan is that it's not easy. It takes planning, time, and focus to make your biggest financial goals come true. It's definitely worth it though, so don't give up just because it's hard. So my goal for you today is that if you haven't already completed these steps, take the time to do so. Determine your goal. Put an action plan in place. Specify your time frame. Find an accountability partner or group. And make a decision about how you will celebrate progress along the way. Sure, you might not have your actual budget in place. You might not know how it looks financially for you to get to that goal at this moment. But don't worry about that just yet. Because you know what? Finding the why, finding the reason why you're going to stick to whatever plan you come up with is so important, maybe even more important than the actual steps you take to get there. So will you go ahead and put the goal together today? Do you have a plan in place for how you're going to get there? If so, I'd love to hear about it. So leave me a comment wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. In the meantime, Have a fantastic day and I look forward to talking to you and with you hopefully in the weeks and months to come. Bye now. Thanks for 
listening to the Financial Fix-Up Podcast with Sarah Brumley. If you like this show and want to know more, check out LemonBlessings.com. As always, I'd love to know what you are thinking, so make sure to leave a review wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Have an awesome day.